Welcome one, welcome all to the Snail Trail 4x4 Podcast. If you like going off-roading in Toyotas, wrenching on Toyotas, camping in Toyotas, and maybe even poking a little bit of fun at Toyotas, and of course, hearing about how fantastic Jeep wheels are on Toyotas, looking at you, Justin, then this is the podcast for you. That's right, ladies and germs. My name is Tyler, and joining me in the studio today is a whole gaggle of people. That's right. I used gaggle in a sentence. Scrabble word. Um, so yeah, uh, we're going to introduce them a little bit later on here as we get into the main topic, the campfire discussion with these two, uh, I don't know what even what you'd call them. Um, yuppies isn't the right word, but something along those lines. So uh, we have Chris and Justin Wicks here in the studio today. And uh well, I guess technically we're not in the studio. We went up to Sparks, Nevada and drove all the way, made a field trip just to deliver Justin's Factor 55 Pro Link. So um, I guess we may or may not be setting a precedence here that if you win a monthly giveaway, it gets delivered to you <laughs> by the Snail Trail hosts here. So Jimmy and myself. Um, just kidding. Um, we will not be delivering anymore. So, uh, but it all ended up working out that he won it and, um, from stellar built and, uh, we were actually heading up to record with them anyways. So we got to go up there and say hi to Justin and Chris and hang out and talk a little bit about the 4,400 Bora car. Um, the transition from drivers, uh, a lot of stuff on how they got into racing, how Justin got into being a driver now, um, and uh, his luscious career as a, an all-star baseball player. So, um, yeah, before we get into that, though, uh, just a couple of housekeeping stuff. Uh, we had a lot of winners announced for giveaway items. Um, we had a contest going on in conjunction with uh, Gear Wrenches. King of the Hammers VIP trip giveaway. Um, so we announced 10 winners from that uh, on the last episode, episode 263. So go back and listen to that uh, if you missed all the winner announcements. Um, uh, we should have an email going out uh, by the time this episode launches for uh, all those winners and making sure we have your shipping addresses. Um, and then... We also have about 60 um, quarter inch combination ratcheting wrenches um, that are set up as keychains. They're they're cute. They're these really cute little adorable things here. So um, we are going to be sending out about 60 of those to people that a found the Easter egg back in uh, an episode. We did an interview, uh, talked with Corey Gearinch, Corey about some things and we did an episode, uh, uh, Easter egg in that episode about the, where the Ford Yoda Tyler hashtag ended up coming from. So we'll finally be <laughs> shipping those out to you guys. Those that submitted for the Easter egg, as well as everybody who entered into the, uh, our side of the gear wrench King of the hammers VIP trip giveaway. Um, everybody who entered will also be getting one of these guys. So, um, we should have an email in your inboxes if we don't have your shipping address. So please, please check into that and make sure that, um, you got it. Um, and that we have your correct shipping address. Let's see. What else do we got? Uh, we're still waiting for six string trucker. Uh, whoever you are out there, the mysterious, uh, listener iTunes review giver. Uh, we're still waiting for six string trucker to come forward and, uh, announce themselves and prove that it's them. If you left a review and you were number seven, um, and your iTunes account name is six string trucker, uh, get in touch with us. Uh, you'll need to prove that that is your account. And then we have a really cool swag pack ready to go for you from our 350th, uh, iTunes review. And we'll be doing another swag giveaway at 400. So, uh, that's coming up here fairly quickly, a little bit quicker than I was anticipating. So, uh, we'll get into that, uh, in future episodes here. Once we reach 500 reviews, we will be giving away a winch. So it's a 9,000 pound winch from a rough country. And, uh, it's going to come with a steel cable, not synthetic, but, um, 
you know, maybe we can talk to Morgan over at Sidetracked Off-Road and uh, see if he'd like to go in on that and uh, get you guys a synthetic line as well. But um, we'll talk to Morgan. He's a really good dude. I think he'd be down for something like that. So uh, make sure you guys are going over and supporting Sidetracked Off-Road. He's a great local, um, huge believer in support of the Rubicon Trail and uh, trails in general in Northern California. So um, I know that we had a uh, we've had quite a few listeners uh, <laughs> buying stuff for their rigs from him, which is always cool to see. So um, check him out and uh, let's see. I think that about does it for housekeeping stuff. If I missed anything at all, um, we'll bring it up in the next episode here on 265, um, which is going to have some fun shenanigans in it as well. Um, so without further ado, go ahead and grab your favorite drinks grab your favorite latte, go ahead and make yourself a flaming peanut, and we'll be right on back with today's interview with the Wicks, the father-son duo extraordinaire. Welcome back, ladies and germs. Uh, we are here on location today with a dynamic duo. Um, father-son duo, you guys have probably heard of them before. They drive the Bora car for 4400 King of the Hammers as we are diving further into this uh, getting ready for King of the Hammers month here. Um, we have Justin Wicks and Chris Wicks here live on a studio on a kind of a mobile studio. Oh, it's a it's a. It's not very mobile. It's not very mobile. <laughs> <laughs> Live on the Christmas tree. There we go. Uh, Justin, Chris, how are you guys, man? We're doing well. Thank you guys for having us on. Yeah. We're big fans of the show. Uh, you're being modest. I don't. I don't think it's that great of a show. <laughs> so that voice that you're hearing right there is Justin. So mm-hmm. let's uh, let's separate their voices so people know okay. who's who. Chris, how are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for uh, making the drive up here, guys. Yeah, anytime. You know, we were coming up here anyways. We there's a, a great little diner as you're coming across the state line that we were going to check yeah. out. So yeah, well, that we were coming up for the diner. Yeah. You know, we yeah. thought we'd just you know, <laughs> see if you guys are free. Yeah. Um. So cool. Yeah, you guys. Um. Interesting story. I think from you guys. I don't know of too many other ultra four teams that have kind of evolved the way you guys have evolved here. Um, so let's get a little bit, uh, uh, background story. We know that we know a little bit that there's a car, the Bora 4,400 car, um, on the bomber chassis. Um, but how did this car come into fruition? What made you guys think of, Oh my God, let's like get into this, this stupid idea of (laughs) buying a race car and trying to do this ultra four thing. Um, I guess I'll take that because I don't think it really, I mean, it has everything to do with Justin, but Mm -hmm. it was my decision. Mm -hmm. Um, we've always been into off-roading and going down to King of the Hammers and watching. And I guess it first started with, you know, we, we talked my brother, Eric, Justin's uncle, Mm -hmm. he got into 4,800 and that was the the first step. Um, Mm -hmm. but for us to get into, um, I mean, I can go way back, but Justin, let's go way back. Yeah, let's go. Okay. Justin, He'll deny it, but growing up, he was a really good baseball player. Okay. And he, me and his, me and my wife, Lindsay, his mom, we always pushed him to do, you know, team sports like baseball. And mm-hmm. he did football for a little while, but baseball was his thing. I mean, we, we were really all in on that. He had hitting coaches. Um, he played on travel teams, club teams. Um, he never really was passionate about it. Uh-huh. And what position were you playing, Justin? I played all over the place. I my main position was shortstop. I also okay. did some third base and center field. Gotcha. So you got you're quick, agile with a big throwing arm. <laughs> I guess you could <laughs> kind of say that. Okay, <laughs> gotcha. And so, anyways, all this time and money we put into him playing baseball, I just knew it wasn't for him. It was more for you know. I think as parents, you kind of make that mistake. You push your kids to mm-hmm. do what you want to do, and through all this through all that time, we were also into rock crawling and Justin was always down in the garage working on my Jeep with me Gotcha. Um, and his dirt bike and, and whatever. But we always, you know, got to go do baseball. Mm-hmm. And like I said, he was never passionate about it. We could, 
we'd ask Justin, you know, who's your favorite baseball player? And he'd just look at you with a blank stare. <laughs> like he never watched a baseball. I don't think he's ever watched a baseball game on TV. Okay. I can, yeah, I can't sit through sports games. I'm not real big into watching them uh-huh. and something about playing them just never really stood out to me. So gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So one day we were at a baseball tournament and, uh, I think he was like 16 or 17. It was his U17 travel team. And mm-hmm. I'm sitting there watching. I think my wife was at another game with one of my daughters, Peyton, because she does the same thing. She's into travel softball and all that. And they were at a tournament down in, I don't know, down in the bay somewhere by San Jose. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm looking at the dugout and Justin's team's at one side and they're all imitating, you know, these MLB players and, you know, talking about the games last night and Justin's off by himself staring at the Hills, watching guys ride their dirt bikes. Uh, <laughs> I was like, is he watching YouTube videos of hammers and <laughs> yeah, like he's not engaged uh-huh. to what's going on out there. And I went home and told my wife, I'm like, this is such a waste. Like he's not into it. Uh-huh. Like we need to do something that we're into. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, just before that, my dad had passed away. And he was really young. And so it kind of really occurred to me, you know, like life's short, you know, and we got to, you know, do it, you know, get going on what, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know how to do what you enjoy. Right. You know, like, and so that's what I told, you know, we decided like, we're going to go and do this. And we went all in and the car we bought, Eric had just bought a bomber and we really liked them. You know, Randy's close nearby. They're Mm -hmm. really simple. Mm -hmm. Um, The maintenance on them is not for a 4,400 car. It's not what some of these other guys go through. It's, yeah. it's, it's simple. And you're not tearing apart portals every time. And, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, and it's like, we got it down to, you know, we could go about, go over that later, but we got it down to, you know, it's really quick. We can go through that car in a weekend and nice. have it ready. Um, if we have the parts. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, you know, randomly sent a message out. I knew Mike Slauson had one. I, it wasn't mm-hmm. even for sale. I sent a message to him like, Hey, would you sell this? Everything's for sale. Everything's for sale. (laughs) And yeah, you know, a month later we got it. Nice. And that's what started it. Nice. That's cool. Um, Yeah. So it was just going from getting out of what, you know, you know, him doing the baseball and all that stuff Mm -hmm. and us realizing like, this isn't, you know, it's not going to go anywhere. Like we, Mm -hmm. he could be playing in college somewhere, but you know, you got to be passionate about it. And it wasn't Mm -hmm. what his passion was. And as, as parents, you know, it's like, you don't want to spoil your kids, but you also want to you know, like you choose to have kids. So you should also, yeah. you know, make life good for those kids. Oh yeah. You know, I'm not saying spoil them, but I'm not, you know, <laughs> he works hard for everything and, uh-huh. you know, so that's, no, that's how it a, started. That's a really key thing. Cause, um, you know, I spent 10 years in the uh, tennis industry and dealing with all the high ranked juniors throughout the nation and especially California here. And, um, by the time kids, you know, spend their whole lives on a tennis court where there's nobody else around them within 30, 40 feet of them the entire time. And by the time they get to college, they like, they're, I don't want to say socially inept, but like they're just, they're so burned out of it and they're just done. Yeah. They're done with everything to do with sports and and anything like that. So it's cool that you recognize that and, and, um, got him into some more, I don't know, stuff that he's definitely more interested in. It sounds like. So, um, what was it, Justin, um, that kind of drew you to tinkering on cars and getting into, to vehicles and, and becoming like a a more of a gearhead rather than a, a baseball head. (laughs) Well, since before I can remember, I've always been down in the garage helping my dad with his, what was it? Oh, it was a YJ, um, mm-hmm. helping him build that up. It was on portals and all caged. And that was a lot of fun to me. And he, uh, got me a little PW 50 before I can remember. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, my first couple of times riding that, I wasn't too much of a fan cause I could, I couldn't even ride a bicycle at that point. So, okay. Um, then he put me on a quad I had a lot of fun with that and got me into uh, go-kart racing ah. when I was like five or six. Nice. And so I raced go-karts up until I was about nine years old and it was dirt oval track racing. So uh-huh. oh, cool. I always had a really good time with that. And then it got to the point where I could either move up to 250 outlaw carts, which is like the adult version of the dirt track go-karts okay. or get a dirt bike. So all my friends were getting into dirt bikes and that seemed really cool to me. So I got a, another dirt bike again or no, I got a quad. And then That's when you got the quad, then I, when I got bored with the quad, then I jumped to a dirt bike and mm-hmm. had a really good time on that. We also had a can-am at the time and every day after school, I would just go out, rip around in the can-am <laughs> till dark and then yeah. 
go to bed pretty much. And that was my day. Nice. So, yeah, That's <laughs> kind of what sparked everything for me. Just growing up around it all. That's cool. And how old are you now for everybody I'm, out there who doesn't know? I'm 19 years old right now. Uh-huh. So you're 19 and you just stopped the, the baseball stuff and got into the racing stuff two years ago, three years ago was, is how long this has kind of come about or did we start in 2018 with yeah, us racing? Eric's yeah. 4,800. Well, yeah, you were, yeah, probably three years ago. Okay. He well, was co-driving for his uncle, Eric, Eric. 4,800. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next year, 19 was when we had a car and we raced 20 and 21. Okay. So nice. So three years of racing, um, at least kind of a racing family. And then last year you guys made a decision here to change up drivers in the 4,400 car. Was that 2021 at the beginning of 2021? Or was that in 2020? You did that. We, we were talking about it in the car during KOH 2020. Okay. So I think that's kind of when 2021, sorry. Okay. So that's, that's when the thought was kind of starting to come about. Gotcha. What did that discussion go like? What was like, how was that happening? You know, <laughs> at what point, you know, was dad, are you going you for not making a turn? Yeah, no, no, not, not at all. <laughs> Justin's very, he's been very patient and it's hard for me to say like, that's been my plan all along mm-hmm. um, is to eventually get him in there. But that's kind of in the back of my mind was, was going to happen, you know, eventually. And code, I co-drove for Eric a few times and then Justin was co-driving for me and it's a hard thing to do. Um, and I knew he was having a hard time with it, you know, just getting beat. I mean, I think in the year before in 2020, he passed out while he was co-driving for me. We were, we were driving along during King of the Hammers on the desert and it was kind of one of those long stretches. It was pretty quiet. You know, we were just kind of sitting there and all of a sudden it was about 10 minutes of silence. And all of a sudden Justin peeps in like, where are we? What's going on? What? And he was like, I think I was just, I don't remember the last 10 minutes. And, uh, <laughs> so it's tough. You know, I yeah, told him, like, drink, drink some water, eat yeah. something and, you know, get your, you know, get back into it. Co-drivers um, do not get enough credit in my opinion. They don't. No. It's they, really, really it's hard. Brutal, I yeah. mean, you sit there and just get abused. You don't know when the hits are coming. Mm-hmm. And last year, I think it was the same thing. You know, we were just, I was beating him up and I could tell he was kind of already unmotivated, you know, halfway mm. through the, you know, halfway was he through. staring out the window at the dirt bikes? <laughs> <laughs> it was just kind of like, you hear the God, are we almost there yet? Oh, how much longer do we have? And so we were just having a conversation and I said, okay, if you can, you could pick one race this year, what race do you want to drive? And we just started talking about that. And uh-huh. that's kind of what it led to. And then he picked, you know, he wanted to race at San Felipe and nice. So that's what we did. We put him in for San Felipe. And then after that previous though, you, you did do some other Vora races out here in, okay. in the desert. So he was doing those. I kind of said, you do go do those whenever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the ultra four one with the first one of San Felipe. Gotcha. That's when you had Slauson as your, uh, co-driver. Yep. Slauson was my co-driver and that was an awesome experience. I had started that day co-driving for Randy and the 4,800, which was an eye opener, but uh-huh. Um, yeah, that was super beneficial to that race. Yeah. I'll say that's, that's your, that was your first race and you finished, was it top seven, top six? I was eighth. Eighth. Okay. So, um, I mean, that's, that's pretty stellar. That's (laughs) pretty freaking awesome, man. Yeah. When the, the name popped up on the board, I was like, Oh, well that's pretty freaking cool. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so San Felipe was your first race. What other races did you get to do last year? So I did a couple Vora races. Mm-hmm. I did the Fallon 250 and the Yearington 300 prior to that. Mm-hmm. And the Yearington 300 went pretty well. Fallon didn't go so well. Um, and then recently, oh, did I do the most recent Yearington 300? Yeah, I, I raced the Yearington 300 before san felipe again okay and no, it that, was after it was after yeah it oh, was just okay. a couple months well, ago yeah okay so that was the most recent race i've done and mm-hmm. that's been about it so what happened at the fallon that didn't go so well we lost an alternator oh uh, bummer yep yeah he you just does. couldn't you know run jumper cables to another car <laughs> and have you guys drive in tandem <laughs> we drove about three or four miles on our jumper box but 
the alligator clips bounced off and yeah. it wasn't enough to That's start it back farther than I would have expected right. you to get on one of those jumper boxes. Yeah. Bombers don't have anything to them. Yeah, true. You know, there's not, no excess you, electronics. Yeah, you turn your GPS off and really the only thing you're running is maybe the fuel pump, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, we had everything off besides the fuel pump. Hmm. So <laughs> Smart. Yeah, real hot without those pumpers in there. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> oh, yeah, and your fans. You got to run your fans. They yeah, take yeah. a lot of power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, okay. So you got uh, four races in last year. Um, how you feeling with the car? The previous shock setup on it was awful. It was <laughs> quite scary to drive. Oh, yeah. At speeds, anything over about 60, it would just start bucking. That's no, not fast enough. You got to be going faster than 60. So you got to. Well, and so that's <laughs> all over the place. And that's yeah. my fault, you know, because I'm not a fast driver. I like, you know, I get in the rocks and I like doing that stuff. And I always mm-hmm. said, yeah, our shocks are fine. You know, I'm not worried about the shocks until I can outdrive the shocks. And mm-hmm. I was never really capable of that. Um, and then when he got in for San Felipe, I think it was eye opening hearing it from Randy and Mike Slauson, they both came up to me afterwards and said, you need to really, you know, consider new shocks or really focusing on getting these shocks dialed in because Justin's mm-hmm. going to hurt himself. Yeah. Um, I think just in qualifying, he was up on two wheels like four or five times. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Um, the around, the around, front two? Yeah. No, the <laughs> side two, bicycling every every wow. turn. Yeah, we just unload every single corner. And oh, wow. Oh, that's no yeah. good. Yeah. There's yes. a couple of those pictures floating around still. <laughs> so that was the, the biggest uh improvement we did is we're putting in a whole a whole new shock package on it okay yeah new bypasses and coilovers all around are you sticking with the kings or yes okay yeah i was gonna say i was curious if you guys were looking into those uh adjustable valving on the fly fox shocks that are that yeah. are all fancy fancy now the, the thing with uh with king is you get you know you, you we actually buy them from bomber fabrication mm-hmm. and they're already set up for the, the cars. They're already valved gotcha. okay. you know, for those, for those cars. Mm-hmm. So it's really simple. I don't, I wouldn't say it's, you know, plug and play, but you put them on and you know, then you, of course you go do tuning, but they're already really, really close to what you need gotcha. as far as the springs and the valve rates. Okay. So nice. I, and I think King has that, that same option too. the, are they getting to the electronic the, valving too? Yeah. But I think you okay. can do it from inside, right? Maybe. All I know is that Levi Shirley has been testing yeah. him in the past. Yeah, and so. Levi Shirley okay. runs Kings, and he's he's got him. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I knew. Um, I have a, a one a good buddy who is pretty heavily involved in the the car racing world, not so much the off road racing. And he said that uh, yeah, they're the electronic valving shocks that will adjust on the fly for you um, are coming, and that was four or five years ago. Yeah, they're in racers, and, and so now, yeah, yeah. and now we're seeing them getting into ultra four cars and um, being able to adjust them on the fly from the dash inside the cab is yep. uh, that's going to be, I think a big game changer for the vehicles moving forward. There's one, uh, the North shore race works is they race 4,400 and they run them. Okay. Yeah. They have been for, I think a couple seasons. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. Nice. Cool. Um, so you, are you pretty feeling pretty confident about the new shock package and how, it handles there. Or? Yeah. I'm super excited to try it out. Uh-huh. I've taken a couple rides in Randy's 4,800 with just the new model IBPs on it. And it is unreal. So, oh yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Nice. So you haven't done much testing with your guys's rig with the new shocks. Nope. I haven't ran them yet. Are you guys getting down to the lake bed with enough time to do testing? <laughs> I sure hope so. <laughs> It'll be close. <laughs> yeah. So are they not in yet? Have they not been delivered? Not put on? We have them, but they're not installed yet. We're still chassis and motor right now. Got we got it. a lot of work to okay. do. Gotcha. Yeah, so maybe we should back up to there with um, you know, what what's going on with the rig right now and where are you at and what do you need to do? So where we're at is we're we're on assembly right now. We just got a new transmission back, sent it off to get rebuilt. Which um, transmission? It's a four L A D E. Okay. Yep. It's a good one. Yep. We we've never had an issue with it, mm-hmm. but we've been running it for a few years now. So we thought it was time. Um, yeah. And we got to send off the front third member. The backlash was a little too extreme. So, and uh, yeah, just cleaning stuff up, throwing it back together. And so does everything look pretty good from the, the past year? I mean, did you guys take apart the car in between the races last year and go through all that maintenance or has, do you just kind of 
run it and if something breaks and you look through it or do a nut and bolt check like what's your guys's we maintenance strategy between we, uh, races leading up we here? always pull so after last year after king of the hammers last year mm-hmm. between king of the hammers and san felipe we pull everything out we pull all the shafts out we pull the third members out mm-hmm. um and we bring him to samco fabrication he's here in reno right mm-hmm. down the street from here and he magnafluxes all our axles Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes through and checks the third members and rebuilds them if okay. necessary. Um, so we do that between, you know, we kind of not between every race, but after King of the Hammers for sure. And before yeah. King of the Hammers. Yeah. So we did that. Everything checked out good. The only thing that didn't was our front third, which is a new tube works third. So we had to send that back down to t- tube works. Okay. Um, so we're hoping we get that back next week mm-hmm. and then we got to put that in. And then we also go through and we pull off all the links. We check every bolt. Um, we did find two bent link bolts, so we replaced those. Mm-hmm. Um, we put all new link bolts in it last year before King of the Hammers, and they all look good, so we're not replacing all of them. But we replaced the bad ones, yeah. And then we replace probably more than half of the heim joints, you know, if okay. there's any play. And then we replace mm-hmm. all the misalignment spacers, yeah. Um, and then same thing with our drive lines, we bring those in and have them checked. Mm-hmm. Um, we did get a new the midship shaft, we did, you know, do a whole new one of those this year and mm-hmm. carrier bearing for that. Okay. Um, and then like Justin said, our transmission is fresh. Um, transfer case, we kind of just go through that a little bit too, but that was brand new last year. So we're hoping it's good. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we just inspect everything for cracks. Yep. Um, and so far everything is, you know, checked out. Yeah. But, you know, who knows when you get down there. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. I mean, uh, if everything's checking out, I mean, it that's what just one of the nice thing about the bomber cars like you said they're so simple that there's not a ton of stuff to go through and check there's definitely stuff you need to go through and check but like it's pretty easy to do the checking um the time put into it you're not having to to pull everything off of the car in order to look at the transfer case or look at the transmissions and stuff like that so um yeah the so you're leading into everything here you have the engine is in the car right now right yeah the engine's okay. in there all we really all we have to do is it'll probably by sunday afternoon because that's the only time we can really work on it is the weekends mm-hmm. you know sometimes at night we can but we usually get home late um by sunday it'll all be put together okay and just be missing that front third member gotcha um so, yeah, two-wheel drive you're good yeah no <laughs> we, we do have you know trophy we have, trucks yeah, yeah a trophy we have truck. a spare third that we can throw in there uh-huh. if need be you know in the front um so we're, we're confident we'll, we'll be good. Okay. But it's just, you know, like you could do all that checking and it's still just little stuff. I think last year we were rolling pretty good and we had an electrical problem right at like, where was that? At like, it was at problem? the base of her problem. Yeah. Mm. And we thought we called it at one point. We thought we were done. We didn't <laughs> know what it was. Um, we sat there for about three hours and, uh, it turned out to be a loose, um, negative terminal on the battery. Oh no. Just the, just yeah. the, just the bolt. That's all it was. Yeah. And so you can go through and do all this stuff, but something that simple yeah. is what, you know, usually costs you. That's why they don't hand out the winner's trophy before the race starts. Yeah. So, so <laughs> yeah, you know, fortunately we found that and we got it, you know, we figured it out before they, you know, before we actually officially called it, but yeah, we were, we backed up off the course and called our pit and said, come pick us up. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, by the time they got there, we figured it out and we're able to keep motoring on. Gotcha. So how, how far did you guys make it last year? We finished you last did? year. Okay, cool. Yep. We finished both years we've mm-hmm. entered. So good. Excellent. You're repeating that, that similar outcome this year. Well, that's always <laughs> the goal. So we'll, we'll see. Uh-huh. I think this year, mm-hmm. um, the goal is to finish faster. Mm-hmm. You know, in the past we've been like, let's just finish, you know, but now I think with Justin and that's my goal, but I think with Justin driving, um, I think we have higher aspirations this year. Nice. So we're going to, we're going to push it. So what are you doing? I I know that, you know, having the car dialed in is a massive, huge part of it, but a huge, massive part of it is all of the people at the pits behind the, the car and the driver and the co-driver. Um, what does that look like for you guys? Do you guys have a massive team? Are you going to be, have people at every single pit? stop what's we will have guys at every pit Mm -hmm. Um, we don't have a massive team we do team up with rufus racing though and they help out a lot Mm -hmm. um but yeah other than that it's just a few of our buddies and a few of eric wicks's buddies my Mm -hmm. uncle and Mm -hmm. 
everybody kind of combines up and nice gets it done. So, okay. We'll have between the two teams, our team and Rufus racing. Um, I think we'll probably have maybe five or maybe it's four, four 4,400 cars. Oh, wow. Yeah. So between okay. all of us, you know, we'll bring, you know, we have five or six guys that'll come down and help us and same mm-hmm. with Eric and they, they'll have the same. And so we'll each pick a different pit area and, okay. you know, that was going to be my next question is how do you guys divvy out the pit area? If you're kind of all four teams working together, do you try and like set up all next to each other in the pit or no, are you spread we, we'll, out? We'll or? do, maybe we'll break up some of our guys. Like we'll put one or two of our guys with one or two of their guys Okay, and we'll all just, we just work together. Gotcha. I mean, we've, that's how we've done it in the mm-hmm. past. That's how we've always done it with them. And uh, it seems to work. So, and so you have like one pit stops location in the pit. There's yes. not four no, different one spot. for person. One spot. One spot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Got and, it. and it's, it's happened. I think it happened at, you know, maybe we'll make room for two cars, but like uh-huh. in, mm-hmm. um, San Felipe, um, one of the other cars came in and, you know, of course I'm partial to my car coming in, yeah. Justin driving uh-huh. and I knew they were neck and neck, but the car that comes in first takes priority. So Justin had to sit there and I know it was probably frustrating for him. Mm-hmm. All he needed was a simple, you know, some fuel and he's often gone, but we had to, you know, focus on, rules. yeah, our own little rule, you had know, to replace like, a transmission in the first car and all this other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it was that bad, we would, you know, yeah. Hey, let's pull off and get Justin out of here. But yeah. you know, we had to get that first car out of there before we can, you know, move our attention over to the next car that mm-hmm. came in, you know, second behind him. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just how we do it. You know, it works out. Good. That's cool. Um, how has your transition been going from driver now over to, I assume you're, you're, pit crew manager kind of pit the crew chief what's how what is your official position now in all this i, I think it maybe uh yeah crew chief um dad i guess <laughs> and um, co-driver for co-driver okay so, yeah um i'm hoping it'll be a lot easier on me because mm-hmm. in past years when i'm the driver and i'm also the crew chief and i'm also the the dad um, it's a lot of stress mm-hmm. and I'm trying to do everything and worry about driving. Mm-hmm. So where this year, you know, I can focus on that stuff, the, you know, the logist- logistics and not have the stress of driving and Justin, all he has to worry about is driving Yeah, and all that's, I'll be taken care of, you know? So in the past, like I have put together, you know, our pit stops and everything and run it through, you know, tell my co-driver at the time was Justin, Hey, here's what we need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, this year it'll be like, I already, I'll, I'll know all that. He doesn't have to worry about that. Gotcha. So I can just relay it to him in the car. Like, Hey, here's what we're doing. All yeah. he has to focus on is just drive. Yeah. Um, and then, so it'd be easy for him, but it'll also be easy for me to where I don't have the stress of driving. Okay. So you're going to be co-driving this yeah. year. I, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Justin, you're going to let him in the car. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> I would, you know, I, I really enjoyed when we did San Felipe. Uh-huh. Um, I wasn't able to go the Vora races. I was, you know, in the pits, the last one I wasn't, but I really enjoy doing that. It's fun, mm-hmm. you know, to watch your, your kid out there doing this and then succeeding. And then I like doing the management stuff in the pits. Okay. Um, but I also want to, this is a big deal at King of the Hammers. And I don't know if I right now, I'm not, unless someone like Randy Slauson comes up and says, Hey, I'll co-drive for him. Yeah. I'm, I don't want to give that seat up because, you know, I want him to have the best chance possible to finish. And sure. I feel like we could do that with me co-driving for him. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, have you guys, uh, seen the, the, the list that Dave Cole published about all the obstacles and what the plan is for the routes and the laps? Yeah, we did see that. Mm-hmm. And it's, looking like it's going to be another tough year so <laughs> yeah without much <laughs> without much rock experience in a race car uh, it's going to be interesting for sure you have i mean so you have a lot of rock experience though in your uh, forerunner your toyota i do so how does that translate to the race car does it not translate at all it's completely different um I'd say line choices translate over but mm-hmm. as far as driving style it does not translate over it doesn't translate at all Interesting. What's different about it then? Mainly just the horsepower and the difference. Well, this has a torque converter, so the different stall torque converter, it's more wound out most of the time. And okay. the forerunner, I'm just kind of creeping along. Yeah. So using those torques to your advantage. <laughs> yep. <Yeah. laughs> nice. But I think it definitely it helps. You know, yeah. there's you you encounter guys out there 
racing that don't have any, they're not out on trails crawling. And it's pretty evident when you're out there. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know Justin's put from San Felipe, I think when we did San Felipe, I think that may be reinforced to him, like I need to get out more. So I think he put a lot of time on his forerunner. I mean, he was Mm -hmm. over the summer and until the weather got bad and and then until he decided to do a motor swap, he was out almost every weekend Mm. doing some kind of, you know, rock crawling Mm -hmm. or riding his dirt bike. Sure. Um, so I do think that it, you know, that'll be real beneficial for him. I think it is too. I think there's a lot of people that, um, get in and, and look at ultra four and they're like new people to the ultra four scene, right. As it's kind of grown and expanded the way it has in the past few years, they're coming on. They're like, Oh man, these cars can go fast through the desert kind of thing. And then also do some rocks too, kind of thing. And I don't think they, they get a true, appreciation unless they've come from the rock crawling scene of what the rocks are really like. Um, and so I, you know, you hear it a lot where, you know, yeah, the first lap through the desert, that's where you see a lot of people dropping out because they're just pushing the car maybe too hard through some spots in the desert. Um, but then, you know, you get into the rocks and if you can't make it up one Canyon, you're, 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 done and everybody behind you is done too. <laughs> so, um, having that experience in the rocks and seeing how it translates over into the race car, um, I think is a really big deal that a lot of new people coming into ultra four don't really get a grasp of. So there's, a, there's also the, um, characteristic that when you're into rock crawling, um, you know how to fix things and you don't yeah. quit, right? When we're out rock crawling, if we break something, we don't say, well, tow it home. Yeah. You got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And so I think that has also helped, you know, that'll help Justin out a lot too, where mm-hmm. there's no, there's no quit. Like mm-hmm. when you're out there and you break, you got to figure it out. Yeah. You do trail fixes and, mm-hmm. you know, guys who are just out desert racing, I don't know. I don't think they, they have that characteristic in them. They just, you know, where's the helicopter to take me home? Yeah. <laughs> Let the pit crew yeah. come take it, you know, pick it up. Yeah. There was um, a lot of the the trophy truck guys when the the trophy truck because the the place I saw the list um, uh, of Dave's announcement was over on Race Desert, um, and uh, those guys are all saying, you know, hey, let's add more to the track because Dave was like, yeah, we can add another fifty or eighty miles if you guys want, and a bunch of them like, yeah, hell yeah, let's add another eighty miles to it. And there's other guys speaking up like no, we shouldn't like <laughs> we were, we were raced in that last year and the year before and it is the toughest race for trophy trucks <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to do the, the track that Dave Cole sets up. So I think a lot of people that are coming from the desert racing scene don't fully grasp how, just how freaking tough this race is. Um, so I'm really interested to see how you guys do. Um, one thing that came up recently that I thought was really cool was there was a picture that got posted on Facebook <laughs> of Justin. I don't know how, how old was he in that picture? He was six. At first I put, he was five, but then my, when I got, you know, later that day, my wife corrected me and okay. did the math and said, you know, he was six, not five. <laughs> so he, he was six. Yeah. yeah. Where, where was that picture taken at? And describe that picture for everybody here. Do you remember? Do you want, well, are we talking about the picture in sledgehammer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my dad's Jeep broke in sledgehammer the night before the main race in 2009. Mm-hmm. And so we pretty much got free front row seats and <laughs> I was just kind of sitting on top of the roll cage while yeah. we were watching Shannon Campbell drive over guys up Black uh-huh. Rock. Uh-huh. It's a pretty good time. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, we, we went down there in 09 just to watch be spectators and it was probably kind of the shakedown run for my Jeep. I had just put, you know, Unimog axles underneath it. And, mm-hmm. um, I brought, it was just me and Justin and a friend of ours. Um, yeah, we went down there and sure enough, we broke going up and couldn't get it off. Had to leave it there overnight. <laughs> um, went up the next morning, moved it and, uh, had perfect seats. Front row seats Front row for seats. all the sledgehammer action. Still had a nice <laughs> chest sitting in the back full of drinks. And, um, yeah, it worked out pretty nice. And then mm-hmm. after that, we were like, oh man, we're coming back here to this race every year. Yeah. Um, so is that your advice for others is to get front row seats <laughs> to break your rig in one you know, of the trails? I remember I, I w- went back to, you know, I don't know what they called it then if it was called hammer town or not, but I went back to the main tent and told somebody and they said, you need to go find Dave and tell Dave. And I didn't know who Dave was. Mm-hmm. And I remember going up and telling them and he said, as long as you're out of the way, so you don't get run over. Mm-hmm. You know, And I was like, yeah, no, we're out of the way. So <laughs> we just left it there. 
Nice. Yeah, you guys were essentially so close. I think in the post you had mentioned something about you had to set Justin down like in the Jeep or behind the Jeep at one point because rocks are just spitting, going everywhere. It was crazy back then. I mean, <laughs> people were, they would roll over and I, we were in there flipping them back over. Oh, you know, yeah. Like the spectators would, you know, you get uh-huh. 20 guys to roll the cars back over. Mm-hmm. And the whole canyon walls were filled with people. So mm-hmm. rocks were rolling down. And it was oh, it was pretty scary at times. You know, you'd see the big boulder rolling down and people yelling, heads up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I told him, yeah, you need to sit up here. I mean, he was little. He was six years old. Yeah. He probably shouldn't even have been in there. <laughs> <laughs> Still alive. It's yeah. still alive. But did you die? Yeah. That's the, the no. big question, right? Yeah, it was fun. And then I think we were also... Then we couldn't get it out. So I think we were the last ones to leave that canyon too. Like we didn't come out till late, late, late that night. Yeah. Probably what, midnight or so? Something like yeah. that. Yeah. We had to get it towed out and mm-hmm. yeah. What a, it was fun though. Yeah. Some of the, the old movies of the, the early days of, of King of the Hammers, so 2009 through 12, 13, something like that. Watching some of the videos of the canyons, you know, over at Chocolate Thunder, down at Backdoor, where it's just, there's people like so close they're they're in between the tires of some of the vehicles right. as they're trying to go up back door and you're just like how has nobody died <laughs> leading into this race getting to where it is yep. <laughs> people rolling over at back door and the crowd just like oh yeah roll them back over plop plop them back over and yep. get them on their way <laughs> that was us yeah <laughs> uh crazy times um so uh have you guys gotten any communication from USAC about having to retech the car or how that process is going to work. I know it's a big kind of unknown right now. Not a whole lot of people have, have gotten information about it so far. A lot of the racers, at least from what I've heard, nobody's gotten too much information about the reteching process. Um, we, we checked in with, uh, Trent fabrication. Mm-hmm. They're right down the street from us right now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, our plan is hopefully we can set up something with them. Eric called them, last week to talk to them about it. And, mm. uh, they're still waiting, I think on some paperwork or something, but our plan is, you know, I'll probably give them a call here in the next day or two and set something up for next week to bring it in there and have them look at it. Um, can they, can they, can they tech it before going down to the yeah, lake bed then? Yeah, so they, they're yeah. authorized to do that. Right. There's, oh, that's cool. There's several people that stepped up to do that, you know, throughout the throughout the United States, I guess, you know, all that's over, really every region. That's so. going to be massive. Cause I'm like, I'm envisioning, Every single car having to go back through reteching yeah. everything down there on yeah. the lake, but I'm like, it's going to be such no, a complete. We're, we're going to try to get it done before we head down there. That's again, cool. I, need, okay. I need to call him. Eric already called him, mm-hmm. and you know, briefly chatted with him about it. So we're going to probably do the same. Nice. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Um, any so with the car getting dialed in for this year's race, um the major change is the shock package. You guys changed anything else about it? Just keeping it all pretty much the same. It'll all be the same besides the shocks, the shocks. But I mean, in that race, that's, I mean, and such a massive part and the driver and the driver. Yeah. Yeah. Driver was a big upgrade. Yeah. (laughs) Well, he noticed that the shocks were bad at a higher speed. (laughs) You know, you were saying you think you're going to come in faster, but you know, obviously somebody's driving a little bit quicker than uh, the previous driver was. Right. So yeah. I think it's a done deal that you guys are going to be quicker already. Yeah. We just, we still got to finish though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We can be quicker to a point. Yeah. Um, there's so that's trying to find that balance. That, you know, exactly. how fast can you go? Mm-hmm. So too fast and break it or just hold that right speed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's where I'm going to be in there and there might be some arguments or disagreements with me <laughs> telling them to slow down and take it easy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I foresee that. Yeah. Big time. Um, so talking about this kind of that, that difference of finding that balance in the car, have, have you guys done very many short course racing with that car? Has it all been pretty long course attrition stuff? We haven't done any short course. Okay. Yeah. It's all been open desert races. Yeah. That's what we're into with that car. Have you, have you thought about getting into short course at all? Has that been something that you personally as, as the new driver have been like, I think I would want to get into short course stuff a little bit more or? I co-drove for Eric and nationals a couple years back and the wild west motorsports. Yep. Here in Reno. And I wasn't a very big fan of the tire touching with the open wheel buggies out there. And it just, (laughs) it really beats the cars up. It tears them to pieces on those short course tracks. And I'm not really a fan of that. Gotcha. So that's good. That has to, 
have you excited to hear that? Yeah, going and, and that's why we don't, I've never been interested in it either. I mean, uh-huh. it looks like fun, but we're a small budget, you know, team. Mm-hmm. And I think the short course really, it, it beats up the cars. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're out there competing against guys that aren't low budget. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, not, and, and it's hard to compete too. Like we can compete, you know, in the desert with a mm-hmm. solid axle car, but we're not yeah. going to be able to compete against, you know, some like the Gomez's cars or Cody Addington's oh, yeah. car, you know, like mm-hmm. for NorCal rock racing, like we go out there and be fun, but mm-hmm. we're going to beat our car up and it's going to be really tough to compete with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's never really intrigued us to, to go out and do that. Okay. Um, yeah, that's a, I like the, I like hearing Justin say, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to put that much stress on the car and beat up the car that much because that means you're going to be really, you're going to, have at least some kind of paying attention cognizant of what you're doing to the car out on the hammers race course through the three laps of it, rather than just, Oh, let's just launch it up, <laughs> up and down, you know, resolution or whatever direction you guys are going this year. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, that, that's good to hear when a driver is some restraint. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Especially in a, a, how many miles is it this year? I don't know. I didn't, you know, two, I saw the, I saw the list, but I didn't add up the mileage yet or anything. Gotcha. I want to so, say it was like two thirty to two fifty somewhere in that range this year. Yeah, And I don't remember what it was last year. Maybe the same. I don't, it was a little less last year. Uh, it was a little less, but they threw in some massive rock trails last year that I think threw a lot of people, um, for a loop. Yeah. So we, we enjoyed it. We liked it last <laughs> year. It was fun. How was, um, cause last year King's graveyard was the brand new big trail last year, the big op, the big rock trail. How was that coming down through there? Cause I've heard, you know, people say just hiking through there. They're like, I don't know how anyone's getting a car down through here. It was like for, uh, for him driving with his rock experience, it was mm-hmm. like watching him drive down a paved road. Oh really? And yeah. we drive, we drive a rock crawler. <laughs> yeah. Right? True. We drive, our cars are super light and mm-hmm. every, you know, races that are like that, we always get people coming up to us like, Oh, you guys are gonna be fine. Okay. You know, you'll, it, you'll be, you know, I think even, guys went up to Randy before the race and they said, you got this, you know, your car's built for this kind of race. And so we kind of embrace that. Like the harder it is, it's like, yeah, now it goes into our advantage. Yeah. The more rocks, the more big rocks are in it, the more that lightweight solid axle car is going to shine. Yeah. It was fun when we were going down that we had a good time. We, Mm -hmm. we got there in the dark, which made it a little more challenging, but Mm -hmm. we were, Justin got out and walked ahead of me and we ran into you know, some of our, the teams that we pit with, with okay. Rufus racing and he was stuck. And so we sat there for, you know, maybe 30 minutes and helped him, which, okay. but we were hooting and hollering the whole way down. Yeah. We were having a good time. <laughs> it wasn't, yeah, it was, it wasn't intimidating. It was a good yeah, time. That's cool. We just treated it like it was another, you know, wheeling trip on, you another know, wheeling, we're on, we're yeah. On <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, except for we didn't have beverages. Yeah. Um, for, so what, what place did you guys finish last year? I don't, I don't remember. You don't remember? I think we were in the, I want to say 23rd. No, we weren't that. No, we were up in the thirties, 33 or 34. Yeah. Okay. So your goal is to get better than 33, 34 this year. Yeah. 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 The goal is to be, (laughs) you don't sound too confident on that. (laughs) (laughs) Top 20 would be awesome. Top 20. I think that's a good goal. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. Um, Just, just faster. Just faster. Faster is the goal. Like daylight baby steps. Like let's finish in the daylight. Yeah. There you go. You know, I like top 20 though, too. Yeah. And it's hard to, like, I think that stuff just comes with where you finish. Like I've always, we're not racing other guys out there. Mm-hmm. You know, we're kind of going, you're racing well, the, you're course. racing the course, we're racing Absolutely. the course and yeah. we're doing what we are, what we're capable of doing. If we come in, in the top 20, then that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but we definitely want to go faster. Yeah. So cool. I think, I think having, uh, more tuned shock package that can handle going faster is going to be massive. I think, uh, having a driver who's, you know, willing to go faster (laughs) and and down to go a lot faster, um, is going to be a huge, uh, advantage, a change. Um, but also kind of keeping him level headed and on track, I think is going to be another thing that's going to be interesting to hear about after the race and see how that goes. Um, when you guys are in the car, you know, on those kind of, monotonous long stretches what are you guys talking about i know that there's some people that are just telling jokes the whole time goofing off the whole time are you guys more serious in the car as you're going through everything or uh the conversations are so random you know like i i wouldn't even be able to bring one up right now i <laughs> just yeah we I, talk about so much different stuff yeah uh-huh. and i think most of it's pretty you know 
we're we're pretty serious. I mean, we are father son, you mm-hmm. know. So it's not like you're. I mean, we're we're friends, we're buddies, but uh-huh. you know, there's it's a little different. Um, you're not talking about Justin's uh, choice and girlfriends exactly. while you're going through yeah. that. <laughs> Maybe we should. Um, but. We're, we're just talking yeah. about different stuff, you know. His foot might go farther towards <laughs> the floor. <laughs> yeah. When you, if you bring that up. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, well, cool, man. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. Jimmy, did you have any other stuff? Any uh, things you were curious about? Any fun stories you think could be brought out? No, I was just, you know, uh, to Justin, I just wanted to ask sort of like, um, you know, how do you feel that your your responsibility and your role has, you know, drastically changed by moving into that driver's seat and you know do you uh you know do you feel that you have to somewhat coach your dad on how to do the um you know the the wrong seat as some people might say (laughs) um you know how do you feel moving up so with my dad being in the right seat i i'm going to be taking a lot of advice from him the entire race especially when we get to the rocks i'm going to try and get as much information from him as i can Mm -hmm. and as far as the rest of the team goes, my goal is just get it to the next pit. Don't waste their time. Like I, mm. I want them to have a good time. Mm-hmm. So, and I've been there. I, it's not fun when the car stranded miles out in the desert and you're just sitting there in the pits mm-hmm. waiting, not doing anything. So yeah, you can't really go out anywhere until they close down the track. So you're just hanging out. So, yeah, and when we like, I think maybe also what Justin means is like, we also, our pit crew is out there for us and it's a good time. And you guys have been out there and like mm-hmm. when the car's coming in, that's when the excitement is. So mm-hmm. we want to give them that excitement. Gotcha. You know, so like when we like our goal is to make it to them, uh-huh. you know, to give them that excitement, not so much to finish, but when you add all that up, guess what? You finish. Yeah. You know, so if we can make it to the next pit or like we start off in the desert, like let's just make it out to Cougar Buttes. You know, we make it to Cougar Buttes. Now we can make it to, you know, back to main pit. Mm-hmm. Now we have to make it now let's make it to the rocks. And each, it's just a baby step. Uh, again, you know, like we just want to get to those pit, those pit stops to give that excitement to the guys that are the volunteering. The yeah. The rest of the team, day, you know, yeah. so they're just not out there. We don't want to drive 20 miles so hard and break it. And then their whole trip's <laughs> ruined too. Yeah. Um, so I think that's kind of what he was getting at with that. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a really cool way to kind of view it and think about it. Um, do you, Justin, do you feel like there, there's more pressure on you to make that happen? Or are you like more like excited to make it happen? There is a lot more pressure Mm -hmm. knowing that guys are going down there to help me out and help me finish this. And, um, yeah, it's, I'm excited for sure. I I can't wait to get behind the wheel and see what I can do, but (laughs) it's good. He's, uh, it's, it's fun watching him. He's really competitive. You know, Uh if you guys, you guys have talked to him a little bit and he's, he's quiet, he keeps to himself, but he's super competitive and like at San Felipe. And I think he'll do the same for, um, at King of the Hammers, you know, like mm-hmm. as far as a co-driver during qualifying, he was like, no, I don't want it. Like you're, you're pretty much dead weight here. <laughs> and to me, that's kind of cool. Like, mm-hmm. you know, where you look at some of these other teams, like, why do you have a co-driver for qualifying, you know, or Justin, mm-hmm. he's like, he's focused and he wants to throw down a good time. So, you know, no co-driver for, for qualifying. Are you going to have a co-driver this year for qualifying? We'll see. Um, <laughs> I did kind of notice that I, I was a little too, uh, ANSI coming up to San Felipe qualifying. So having someone in there to calm me down a little bit would be nice. Okay. Is there a balance of weight? Like, can you notice that there's a co-driver in there, like by throttle response or like the way that the, um, the vehicle moves back and forth? Like, is that a noticeable amount of weight to have a co-driver? I can't notice the difference. No. Okay. I, th- I think it would be though. You to know, some like extent. I'm yeah. 260 pounds. Yeah. And so to throw me in there, you know, I think, I think you're going to notice that weight. Um, Some of the off camber spots. <laughs> yeah. I mean, people talk about, you know, just the difference yeah. between an iron block and an aluminum block. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You know, that's mm-hmm. so always pounds. put him on the high side, yeah. <laughs> keep you down. <laughs> and we, we situate our tool bags that way too, you know, like okay. he'll have the tools on his side. I'll have the recovery gear on my side, you know, to try to help balance that out a little bit. Yeah. Okay. How much space is on that car for extra tools? Like, are you guys carrying, are you carrying a full toolkit kind of thing or no, you're pretty no. minimal and just we, relying on the car staying together? We go in very minimal. We gotcha. might, we carry a spare alternator just because we had that problem before. And uh-huh. I don't want to have it again because uh-huh. you know, if you get a bunch, of, I told you so you should carry a spare alternator. It mm-hmm. happened to you before. Um, tools. We know what sockets we need. We have a handful of sockets. Mm-hmm. We have a small breaker bar, um, a crescent wrench, some channel locks, um, some tie wire, some duct tape. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and that's really about it, huh? Yeah. Just about what we can fit in our door bags is what we carry. Yeah. Oh, wow. We're it's not, all the door bags. Okay. Yeah. Um, we have one tool bag at our feet that has a couple things in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we don't, you know, if something major breaks, yeah, we're not going to finish, but mm-hmm. you know, we just, we got to go, we go very minimal in there. We don't yeah. carry spare axles, no spare drive lines. No okay. sp- yeah. The only spare was, part we carry is maybe a spare belt and a spare alternator. Wow. Was the alternator, uh, um, the, like, uh, was the issue with the alternator because you're just winding the engine up to high RPMs? Cause I know alternators don't really like to get up there and stay up there for very long. So do you feel that was the primary reason that it failed or was I, there something else? We've never else? had another one fail or, you know, we've talked to people, I think it was just a, a bunk alternator, hmm. just a cheap alternator that just, you know, it was, gotcha. I think it was new before that race. Yeah. We put it in for that race. So <laughs> oh, wow. and blew it out that same day. Wow. Yeah. So we, I think it was just a fluke, maybe, mm-hmm. hopefully. No more going yeah. to O'Reilly's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, since then we went into, I went into an alternator shop and we actually, you know, did some research on them and he gave us a really good one, but we had to switch cases and mm. we did some, did some stuff, some modifications to it to make it fit. Gotcha. So. And then bought a spare one. And bought a spare <laughs> one. <laughs> nice. <Yeah>. Smart. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool, man. Um, any, what kind of, you guys are running the BFGs on there? Yeah, we have 40-inch BFG KR3s. The KR3s, okay. So what else are you guys running on the car there that um, some of the parts that you really depend on kind of thing that you guys have chosen? You're like, no, we need to we need to have these on here kind of thing. Well, we have the trail readies wrapped with the BFGs. Mm-hmm. We're running all spider tracks, axle components. Mm-hmm. We got the worn winch on the front, Baja Designs lights, and yeah, so um, maxima transmission. Okay. Um, yeah. And back to the tires, you know, like we looked at, reached out to get some tire sponsors and talked to some people, some friends and, you know, BFG is pretty tight um, with giving that stuff out. And all our feedback we got from other people was like, you get what you pay for, you yeah. know, stick with the good tires. It's not worth it. Even if someone's going to give you free tires to, you know, to run their name on the car, it's not mm-hmm. worth it. Mm. You know, so we've never had, never had any problems with tires. Mm-hmm. Um, especially I think Justin did San Felipe on all, you know, never changed a tire and never uh-huh. hit a, a rock or a tree. He didn't try to hit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. He didn't try to hit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what pressure do you run in the tires? Generally we'll run about 28 PSI for the whole course. Yep. For the whole course. Wow. We don't air down or air up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, you guys are, uh, like you mentioned earlier, you guys are pretty self-funded, um, a crew, a great team. Um, what are some of the, the companies that have stepped up and are working with you guys and help you guys out, um, to kind of make all this happen? Um, our main title sponsor is Bora, mm-hmm. um, bulletproof off-road adapters. Um, they're, they're really helpful. Um, mm-hmm. they're right here in sparks. Um, they pretty much just make adapters for anything and everything you anything can, you can come up with. Yeah. If yeah. you need anything, I think they custom built everything. Um, anything from your tractor to your sports car, <laughs> they make a uh, wheel adapters or spacers. Yeah. Um, so without him, without those guys, we wouldn't be able to go to a lot of the races. Yeah. So they're kind of our primary. We did just get another one. They're called high desert surface prep. It's mm-hmm. a friend of mine here in Reno. He was actually in that picture of Justin when he was six. He's, oh. <laughs> he's been one of our wheeling buddies and he's always, he's always down with, uh, with us in the pits, helping out wherever he can. Mm-hmm. He's gone to, in fact, the last race Justin did at Earrington, I couldn't go. I was in Alaska and Justin wanted to race. So I called Greg with high desert surface prep and Greg kind of ran the whole, the pit and everything for Justin. Nice. Um, so he stepped up and he was, that's how we were able to get the new shocks on the car was through, through high desert surface prep. And okay. Then, so high, sur- high, high desert, high desert surface prep. Are they doing like a plating stuff? What are no, they, it's what a, are they um, in the construction field? Okay. You know, they do concrete, gotcha. concrete work, um, okay. coatings and, and then our company too, um, Holland waterproofing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not on the car, but it's, you know, pretty much the, <laughs> it keeps everything running. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. I have Borla spacers on the Tacoma. Oh, really? Borla spacers, yeah. Yeah, you guys were um, talking a little bit. Um, I went and used the restroom when I got here, but I came back in. I got kind of walked in the middle of the the Bora conversation, um, and I, that was one thing I didn't realize about 
what they do is they don't really have on the shelf ready to go stuff. They've got a big ass warehouse with a ton of machining equipment and you pretty much call them or set up an order and say, Hey, this is what I need. And he goes, okay, cool. Draws it up in the computer, sends it over to one of the machines and the machine cuts it and does it all and then ships it out to you. So it's not, it's a, yeah, I think I might, and you guys can answer this better, but I'm sure that he has some things that he builds very often. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, You know, and then every once in a while somebody goes like, I need to match X to Y. Can you help me? (laughs) And then he'll, they'll figure it out. But is that more or less right? I I think so. But I think Uh there's, you know, you might need a wheel spacer for Toyota, but you're running whatever X brand wheel Mm -hmm. and he will try to, he's going to get that Toyota wheel pattern, but he also wants it to match to the wheel that you're running. Mm -hmm. So everything is pretty custom. It's just not a generic spacer. Um, Yeah. And then Justin runs them too on his Toyota. Mm Mm-hmm. So. We, we won't mention what wheels you're running on your Toyota. <laughs> <laughs> on my forerunner, they're just some old poison spider wheels that yeah. I got from Greg at high desert surface prep. Nice. A while back. So they're the wrong lug pattern though. Of my oh, understanding. Yeah, they're, they're for a CJ. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he didn't <laughs> want to talk about. <laughs> we'll edit that part out. It's okay. Yeah. No, just <laughs> um, well, cool, man. Um, Anything else? Any any people that have been around? I know that Eric plays a, a huge part in this, uh, the team and what's going on here. Um, so a huge shout out to him, of course, and anybody else that's kind of running around in the background that helps out a ton that doesn't really get a, a, maybe a ton of recognition, but it would be nice to get them some. My mom is huge. Mm-hmm. She pushes us quite a bit to mm-hmm. go to all these races and she's always on my dad about getting the car out and nice getting work done on the car. She's always on me about getting stuff done and that's good. Yeah. She's, she's huge. Nice. That's My sisters a, too. They, your sisters can. Yep. They're always out at the races. Having How many fun. siblings do you have? I have two younger sisters. Two younger. Okay, okay. cool. It's a whole family event. Sounds like, mm-hmm. yeah, unfortunately they won't, this will be the first King of the hammers. They're not going to be able to go to the one that Justin gets to drive. They got to, they're going to stay home. Mm. So they're going to have to, they're going to just watch this one on the live stream. I mean, that's the live stream is getting so freaking good nowadays though. That's that what it's they do like, anyways. They sit down there in the yeah, pits right, and right. just watch the live stream. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Um, cool, man. This has been awesome. Um, thank you guys for taking the time out of your day. I know you guys are busy, you know, coming up on, you know, what is it? Two weeks until everyone's heading down there. Yeah. We leave two weeks from yesterday, two weeks from yesterday. So, Dang. The countdown is definitely quickly approaching. So uh, definitely thank you for um, sitting down, taking the time to be on the show here and uh, hopefully, you know, telling you guys a story. We created some fans for you guys to be cheering you on down at Hammertown. And um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun, man. What's the number of your car? So in case people want to, you know, if they don't see the name blasted on the side, (laughs) they can look up the number. 0792 is our number. Cool. Um, We're going to be, we'll be up in, uh, the Hammertown Heights area. Okay. That's where we pit at. Okay. Um, and then we camp kind of right by the, kind of by where they do the AT, uh, the three wheel race, the AT, oh, the Ultra the Three Circle, the Ultra Three race. Yeah, the Ultra yeah, Three race. Kind of <laughs> camped in that area. <laughs> okay. I think um, we're going to be up in Yeah, well, you're not too far right, from us. Right yeah. there, too. So we can't, like, when you're driving down that straightaway, you know, you, t- you go up to gate three and you turn left. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right when you turn left, we're usually camped right there on the left. Oh, perfect. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then you kind of run into the Ultra Three course. Yep. And head up to the right to Hammertown Heights. Yeah. Yep. That's usually where we end up going up to is right around, you know, take a left at gate three and head down and we're kind of at the end of that whole. Right. So we're all so. in the same spot. Yep. Yeah. So we'll have to work you guys. We're quite up towards the race course. Like we're not like last year, the race course was back by the mountains a little okay. ways and we yeah. could, you know, we're stand on there. the top of an RV and see the cars going by, you know? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, nice. That'll be fun. We'll have to either get you guys to come over or we'll come over and bring some whiskey and um, talk about the shenanigans we'll bring going some on. some Buffalo Trace. Yeah. <laughs> see that? <laughs> I see that bottle poking out in the corner. <laughs> Jimmy's been watching, staring at that this whole time. I was like, damn, my lid's not even open. I think that was a Christmas present. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, any Anything else for everybody out there? Um, thank you guys for reaching out, you know, to Justin and asking mm-hmm. him to do this. Um, it's pretty cool. Yeah. We're yeah. stoked to have him on and, mm-hmm. you know, stoked that he's a fan of us. And so I figured, you know, we could, uh, give some, 
uh, you know, appreciation and some feedback and or yeah. not feedback, but you know, some loving and in, in the opposite way, hopefully share your guys' story a little bit and, you know, maybe, get, you know, get you guys some more sponsors one way or another. I don't know, you know, yeah. anything we can do to help, you know, we're here for. Yeah. I'm a big fan of, of Justin getting further into driving and kind of moving up quote unquote for lack of better terms, because, um, I think that there's too many kids nowadays that are just stuck behind playing video games all the time and um, showing them that somebody at 18, 19 years old can come out and do what you're doing is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Are um, you the youngest? So. Sorry to interrupt. Are you the youngest ultra four racer? That's a tough I, one. I, I, I think he's I, the youngest 4,400. So yeah, wow. there might be some other, you know, ones coming up. I know last year he was, or at San Felipe, he was the youngest, but I don't think there's any other, other 4,400 drivers mm-hmm. that are younger than, than him. I don't so the only other quote unquote young one I can really think of is Bailey Cole. Yeah, but he's but 21, he's tw- 22, yeah, 22. Yeah, he's, yeah. I don't, I don't chase Caprera is going to race 4,400 this year. Okay. How old is he? Um, and I think he's, he's 20, 20. 20. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Or he just turned, I think he just turned 21. Maybe he's 21. I don't know, but he's young and they he, need to start a, a next gen pool for <laughs> for 4400 it's yeah. coming yeah, yeah. uh-huh that'd be so. cool man um well awesome um one of my favorite parts of the episode is getting to put everybody on the spot here um you guys are used to it uh you've heard about it never gotten to experience it yet so jimmy final words for everybody out there all the listeners i'm just a father-son duo how cool is that it's super cool yeah justin final words for everybody out there get off the tv screen go do something outside i like it chris yeah, same thing. Um, stop by, come see us at King of the Hammers. Mm-hmm. You know, we're up at Hammertown Heights. I think spot nine and ten is us and Eric, and nice. we'll be in the Rufus tent. Um, they're right at trackside. Stop by and say hi. Cool. I like it. And with that, my friends, let's go racing. I got one for you. Ready? Okay. My wife thinks I'm compulsively buying tools. I tell her it's really not a big deal. It's Mm -hmm. my vice. (laughs) Got it. (laughs) Very well done. Round of applause for Jimothy over here. Dang it. (laughs) No, wrong one. (laughs) Wrong page. Wrong page. I'll get it. We'll get them all in there.